I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. On today's episode, oh boy, we got a ton of news today, including uh, Impact Wrestling results. But we got a lot more than Impact Wrestling results. We're going to preview tonight's tonight's SmackDown with Triple H calling into the show. Uh, We got Seth Rollins once again. Shooting hard on CM Punk. A little lighter this time. Maybe a little bit lighter this time. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit a more little diplomatic bit. this time. Tad, Seth yes, Rollins. Uh, we got some backstage details on how that awesome Monday Night Raw promo between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman all came together. And, and there were some changes to that, apparently. But first, let's talk about this. The saga of 2023. I'm talking about the sale of WWE. Last week, Larson, CNBC reported that, quote, Vince McMahon's potential future involvement in WWE has become an early sticking point in preliminary talks with various buyers, according to people familiar with the matter, who asked not to be named because the discussions are private, following Nick Khan's appearance on the station on CNBC. This week in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer added this, at this stage of the game, the belief is that McMahon's presence is a hindrance and not a help in these negotiations. Although as the largest stockholder, he is also the key beneficiary financially if and when the sale goes down and for that reason forced his way into that process. Larson, I could be mistaken, but it sounds like Vince McMahon demanding to stay as part of the company might be hindering an actual sale here. Who would have thunk it, you know? Some shocking, shocking news today. I know. I mean, back when he kind of forced his way that was back into the company... You know, uh, that was one of the the many problems that we discussed with him returning is that, well, will uh, broadcast partners and or potential buyers want to do business with Vince, uh, uh, given everything that's going on or that went what that, that that happened earlier this year with the allegations, the 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 the, the hush money packs, you know, and, and then since then heard word that potentially there's other allegations not yet made public non-public information they yeah. refer to yeah so you know i i him being there i would yeah heck yeah i would imagine that's a, a hindrance a sticking mm-hmm. point yeah. in, in negotiations i would think um you know and especially i know nick Khan has said this is basically a non-issue but especially if part of the negotiations are from vince's part i want to stick around too after this company is sold imagine that'd be a massive hindrance yeah, so it's it. It was something that was fairly easily. It, it, it seemed obvious, right? Like, okay, if it's Comcast, I mean, I don't know about Endeavor because Endeavor had Dana White still at the helm of UFC. A different situation, but uh, see, Comcast, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, mm-hmm. whomever. If it's like a proper big media company, guess what? Star Wars didn't even want George Lucas. You know what I mean? Disney didn't want George Lucas to run yeah. Star Wars, right? Yeah. 
those companies want to do their own shit. They don't want this guy with all of his baggage and and history and and is still pending issues to get in the way. Um, which is which is. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because you got to ask yourself, like, how much of this? And again, we're on the super outside looking yeah. in. Yeah. But the original rumor that the deal was basically done between the Saudis and 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 the WWE. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt there was a bit of fire there where there was smoke. Perhaps Vince had been arranging this deal or, you know, his people in the Saudi Arabian government had said, hey, this is what we're willing to offer you. And you could probably have a seat at the table in the yeah, company yeah. as well. That that just makes sense. That's not going to come out of thin air. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you sort of take that and fit it into this? Now, the idea I always felt was WWE. Vince probably wanted to get the Saudi deal done, but in order to make sure the fiduciary responsibilities are being met, they had to look at other suitors yeah. as well. Yeah. So is, do you think the idea might be he's going to Comcast Comcast saying, Hey, we're going to offer you something comparable to what the Saudis are offering mm-hmm. you, but you're not going to be in the company. It, that's the sort of situation you and I had talked about. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, well, Vince really wants to be a part of it, but he doesn't have a good reason <laughs> to be on to to sell to Comcast as opposed to Saudis beyond well I get to be involved pal yeah, yeah yeah and that's not fulfilling his fiduciary duty whatsoever that's just him wanting to regain control of of the company he built um, into a pro wrestling empire um, you know it, going back to the scenario you laid out there where Vince maybe before returning at least uh, you know worked out the preliminaries or something with the Saudi public investment fund. This is all just speculation, just complete speculation. Yeah, um, sure. Um, and then came and said, okay, I have this this on the table now. Uh, and then it, I, I would imagine either somebody, Nick Khan's like, yeah, okay, but we got to do due diligence, fiduciary duty, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. So you can't just come in and sign that and then and then have the company sold. This is a process. Yeah. You know, you, I, Vince, I understand your largest shareholder Mm-hmm. single shareholder but mm-hmm. what he only owns 30 percent something percent of like 31 or something the company like that, yeah. you know um so there's more shares that don't belong to him than do yeah um so they still have to answer to the shareholders so i i don't know i don't know does it, this does, does it also say to you though that possibly it's, it's possible that um look if if the saudis offered x number of dollars right and who knows what the structure is maybe it's just some financing i don't know yeah it could be financing to to take the company private too right yeah so they offer one thing does it say anything to us again we're speculating we're not you know what's his name jim kramer right (laughs) we're not that guy yeah (laughs) i wonder how much of our audience knows who that guy is i don't know Um, i I think everybody knows he's got he's got to be like the like sort of the most well-known financial guy, right? In TV, because there's not a lot of them. Maybe. Anyways, uh, like, doesn't it kind of say to you, though, that like the Saudis offered one amount, they're going to these other people. The These other deals, you'd think, given that this is still playing out, have to be comparable to what the Saudis are offering. If the Saudis offered, you know, twice as much as what Comcast, Amazon, Disney, whoever yeah, else yeah, might yeah. be in the running yeah. are offering, wouldn't they just be sort of laughed off? Like, oh no, we have a much bigger deal over here. It seems like there are other players in play. And if the only sticking point is Vince McMahon remaining in control of the company, or remaining yeah in control of the company, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that's going to resolve itself because... And, and again, I don't know what the other implications are. If that's the only sticking point, um, there's there's got to be re- like, what, what's the reason not to go with the Saudi investment fund? That from Vince's perspective or the company's perspective? Well, shareholders, like oh. if all things are equal, like I guess it all depends on, on on like the deals involved, but it's like yeah, clearly advertisers, TV rights deals, but like would that stuff matter to shareholders at the end of the day, or are they just interested in the most money? Is there a, like a moral issue that shareholders would have selling? Well, I the mean, company, I, I guess Saudi it would. Fund? I mean, I don't know what the number of shareholders is in WB. I imagine it's quite a quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, making generalized statements about whether. People buy the WB stock for moral reasons or financial reasons. I don't know. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. 
You would think it wouldn't necessarily be moral reasons, but who knows? Um, I mean, if, if the idea is, hey, the shareholders are going to lose out on money because it's sold to the Saudis, then, yeah, obviously, well, yeah, then that's, that's going that's, that's that's to preclude situation. that from happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lawsuits can happen because if there's a, a larger offer on the table, yeah, then yeah. fiduciary duty is sort such. of spitballing all the different ideas. Now, here. it could be a situation where if there's, you know, someone might try to file suit against Vince if mm-hmm. uh, he got a deal which benefited him mm-hmm. return to power as opposed to yeah. the company, then people could file suit and say, yeah, know, right, right, right. Your, your role in this is not to benefit yourself is to maximize shareholder value. You didn't mm-hmm. do that yeah. to the best of your ability. Therefore yeah. we want to put a stop to this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Interesting to see how this plays out, but yeah, you sort of saw this coming. If this is true, you know, like Vince, yeah. Oh yeah, I want to stick around. And that's that itself is just a massive headache, and that seems to be how how it's playing out. Somebody's going to write a book one day, and it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be pretty interesting. Pretty yeah, interesting. Pretty you know, someone else could write a book about Cody Rhodes one day. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oh, absolutely. It'd be a fascinating you know, book too. It would Bestseller. be an interesting. interesting there's, like, there's two books on the top of that list, the Bible and the Cody Rhodes story. Wow. Yeah, dude. You think of your top sellers? Here. You heard it here first. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, of course, on Raw. In every, in every hotel room, there's going to be a there, there you go. Bible you got, and a Cody Rhodes the, autobiography. The Gideon's Bible. It's the and Gideon's then, Bible. And then you get uh, Rhodes to, to the Top or whatever his, his autobiography is going to be called. Right. Exactly. Um, so, of course, on Raw, we had that great segment between Cody and Heyman. Um, really lay it out, a personal uh, aspect of the story that hadn't really been. Uh, there for Cody's uh, match against Roman at WrestleMania in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Meltzer provided some details about what led to that segment saying, quote, Heyman was originally not booked to appear on the show. He was always going to be in Orlando because Brock Lesnar was booked on the show and Heyman is a key part of all creative when it comes to Roman Reigns, Lesnar, Ronda Rousey. That changed during last week. The concept of what was planned late last week and what ended up happening was completely different. The final product was largely put together by Heyman and Rhodes, in the direction both wanted to take it. Uh, the very much behind the scenes key was to make this into the ultimate top match of the year, since that is what the world title match at WrestleMania is. That should have that should have always been the plan. I'm really curious, like what the like what so if Heyman was not meant to be involved originally, mm-hmm. um, I wonder like, you know, what the idea would have been, what Cody Rhodes would have come out and said. He said, what do you, you guys know. want to talk about? And then yeah. something else. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I was really, you had me on the hook there. I was like, oh, where's Larson going to go with this speculation here? Um, look, man, I don't know. You know, it's great to hear how these things come together. It'd be nice to hear a little bit more. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah, creative Heyman, process is the most interesting part. Yes, for sure. And Learning sometimes, dude, you know, sometimes it takes a second to break something. But when it does, man, oh, man, it could be it could be really a, a piece of inspiration because that's what this raw promo was. Yeah. 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 And as Cody said, you know, it was it was he just came back for a belt. He just wanted, wanted to win a belt. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's making this personal. 
Yeah. You think at this point he'd he'd kind of understand why. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Cody kind of made a quest for the title personal in AEW by personally taking himself out of that equation. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so know. you know, from a character motivation, this should all make sense to him. But I guess yeah, not. I know. Yeah, no, that was really good stuff. It'd be nice to know. <laughs> Heyman was not originally booked to appear on the show. He was always going to be in Orlando because Brock was booked on the show. And Heyman is a key part of creative. He was originally not booked to be on the show. Where did the show come from? Where was the show this week? Orlando. The, the, he was in Orlando. Okay. Okay. He was not originally booked to be on the show. He was but always going to be in Orlando. He was there. He was there. Oh, 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 the oh, oh to, I get it. Okay. He wasn't going to appear. Okay. On camera. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, so then they just decided, hey, throw Heyman out there, yeah. Otherwise, it's just Cody hanging out in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I know. He just talks, which I'm sure plenty of people like, but goddamn. You know, it yeah, wasn't been as there. good as what we got. Yeah. The key, I, <laughs> Melter is kind of silly here. The very much behind the scenes key was to make this into the ultimate top match of the year. Well, yeah. What else is going to be? Madcap Moss versus Cross. Is that going to be the fucking top match of the year? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. No shit, Dave. Anyways, let's move on. So let's talk about Seth Rollins shooting on CM Punk again. So Woo. he made a stop in Phoenix ahead of this weekend's Super Bowl and was interviewed by Covino and Rich, where he was asked if he'd welcome CM Punk back to WWE. He said this. He said, I don't need to repeat what I said about Chicago Phil in an interview last week, but if you need to, I'm sure you can Google it. Look, the bottom line is, is the same as with Logan Paul. Punk and Logan Paul are two different personalities, but they're as selfish as it comes. If you're not going to help, then I don't want you to be a part of our industry. I don't want you to be a part of our company, and that's all there is to that. Here's the thing. I'll say one thing about Punk. I'll end it on a positive note with him. That guy has given my career so much that it pains me to have to say bad things about him. He helped me out. He really did. He's been a good guy to me for a lot of my career. But for whatever reason, for the past maybe six, seven years, he's in a different headspace and we're not on the same page to see kind of what he's done and taken and taken. It's always been about him. I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. There's a place for him, man. He's got a lot to give. I just wish his head was in the right spot. It's far more diplomatic than what uh, he said to Rich Houseman. I think it was last week. Yeah. You know, where he was just. We don't want him here. Yeah, we stay away. Him. You're a cancer. Oh, yeah. he's a jerk. He's a jerk there. He's a jerk here. Yeah. Oh, we just we just discovering this now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's it, something happened. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. Um. You know, he says again, speculation. He says maybe the past six seven years. What happened about six seven years ago? Actually, there's a little bit more than that. Well, that was the 2014 Rumble. Yeah, when he walked out. You know, mm-hmm. and I wonder if. Again, speculation of when he left. I kind of remember him alluding to this, maybe on the Colt Cabana podcast. Is that when he left, he just kind of like stopped talking to everybody in the wrestling. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, yeah. And maybe, maybe him and Seth did have a good relationship, mm-hmm. and then Punk walked out, and just like ceased all communication. And Seth's like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah, it could. Thought be. we were good. Yeah, I don't know. Still a pretty, a pretty, uh, pretty intense reaction here. But I don't know. Maybe look. Here's here's the thing about Seth Rollins. One thing you can say about that dude, he is a company guy. He has always had WWE's back, and maybe he looks at CM Punk and what he did up there in AEW, and just that put him off big time. That could. Be. I mean, I, I know he talks about you know going back even further. Maybe he sees that as the culmination of where his you know his headspace has been. That could um, be. That could pretty be. interesting. But look, you know, sort of. There's a big match coming up that you that we think is being built for WrestleMania: Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, I guess, Larson, that that aspect of it, bringing up Logan Paul, is part of the story. Yeah. Do you read it that way? Is that uh, is that what you're thinking? So too? I I watched the entirety of this interview. By the way, transcripts here were from Fightful. Um, oh, cool. I Thanks. forgot to note that in the in the in the notes here. Um, and he spends a lot of time talking about Logan Paul and how he gives Logan credit for uh, his hustle or whatever. But he says, you know, Logan's here to to essentially um, help raise himself. his own star, yeah. you know, at the expense of everybody else in WWE. He's there to take, take, take for his own benefit without giving anything back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and there, a good stretch of this interview is him talking about Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. 
if part of it is Seth sees someone else in the wrestling business that he could uh, uh, allude to when talking about Logan Paul. And you kind of maybe the, the general thesis is, is, you know, after Brawl Out, you see how negative – Mm-hmm. CM Punk was for AEW at the end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does WWE want to bring that kind of element to the company with Logan Paul? Mm-hmm. And then now Seth is there to defend WWE yeah. um, against Logan Paul. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Logan Paul in terms of what kind of person he seems to be, mm-hmm. what his whole gimmick is. Um, he did bring some buzz to the company. Yeah, you know, like the, the the match with with Roman Reigns was phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, and and he got a lot of praise for that. That was well earned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I I think Seth Rollins, he's it, it seems like he'd be like anti that element coming into the company. Just you know, given what he said in the past. Um, but it's it's just interesting to me that somebody can work a high profile, assuming this is the match is going to happen, because clearly yeah. it seems like that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. That Rollins can put all that aside, compartmentalize, you know, and still mm-hmm. put on what promises to be, by the way, a killer match at WrestleMania yeah. with Logan yeah. Paul, because that oh, match yeah. is going to be off the hook. You know, Seth's going to want to one up Roman. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's his whole thing. Is like, hey man, I'm I could do everything Roman could do better. Yeah, you know, I should. Yeah. So he's going to try to steal the show there. He's oh, probably going to. He's yeah. probably going to accomplish it too. Oh yeah, I'd be surprised if if he didn't. Here's another, another thing to to I noticed about this interview is the Nick Houseman interview. He came mm-hmm. off as very much in character. Not to say that whatever he said wasn't sincere. Sure. Yeah. And and granted, in this interview, he's you know got the 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 suit and stuff on like you would if you make an appearance on TV. But this is not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Laughing yeah. Seth yeah. Rollins. This seems. Yeah. A bit more dialed back yeah. from the persona he he's got on TV. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's inter- It's going to be interesting to see the closer we get to CM Punk's date of possible return when mm-hmm. he's basically cleared and he could do he can he could he could go again. It's going to be interesting to see because I just saw a little thing about Brody King. I think tweeted out some support of Punk saying, "Oh, hey, he you know, liked he- somebody's tweet." Oh. About that. Oh, oh, is that what it was? It yeah. was a like of a tweet yeah. that that said Punk did nothing wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's going to be interesting to see where the AEW roster stands publicly as we get close, because you know people are going to be liking things and retweeting things and tweeting things out themselves and commenting on IG posts. It's going to be we're going to have to start tracking who's pro Punk. I know anti Punk. <laughs> I know, I know. Can have a divided locker room. Uh, yeah, potentially yeah. comes back, and maybe that's reason enough not to bring him back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since. I mean, dude, when's the last time? Like, can you think of like when's the last time somebody has had this kind of response with a locker room? I mean, it's I don't even know if if there is anybody. I mean, I Brock mean, takes like, a question from everybody, and people like Brock, or people like, like that Brock's there. The click, maybe. Oh my God! Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's been the, the, this is a yeah. This is a pretty, pretty divisive guy here. Yeah. Uh, before we continue with our Impact Wrestling review, want to say this: we got 400 people watching on the YouTube right now. Do us a favor, hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button. We got Paul calling in a little bit here. Uh, let him know that the friendos are full force here, ready to hear Paul talk about tonight yes. smackdown and whatever else might be on his mind this guy is stream of consciousness man it's crazy with paul sometimes you got that uh, right. also want to uh, remind people we've got new merch over at friendoshop.com use code rumble to get 20 percent off we've got all sorts of stuff mine's in the laundry i, I wash my stuff before i wear it it's drying right now Ooh. uh so uh but otherwise yeah just go to go to the thing do I have all those? Like, I might have like a, a thing here. Merch new. Is this it? Oh yeah, look at all these designs right oh, here. Wow. If you're watching us on YouTube, we've got the the going in raw attitude era logo shirt. Oh, there it is. We've got a new smash zone. Boy, hell of a smash zone last That's night. That's a good I tell shirt. I mean, they're all they're all really fashionable garments. They're all absolutely. You can wear any of these to a bar. Uh, and then and then you got a little logo <laughs> shirt up here. Fun wrestling. Steve, the real question is, do you have the levitating shirt handy that you could you could show people? <laughs> No, it's because I took this. The one I was using on the levitation device was uh, that's in the laundry. That was the one that I was going to wear. 
Oh. But here, I got this one here. This one is available at the shop. Wow, look at it levitate. That's really impressive. How did you manage it to do that? It wants to be in the shot. Technology, man. I Technology. didn't know. I didn't know you were a magician. Dark arts, illusions. You know, they don't. They don't like to refer to us as magicians. What is this? A kid's birthday party? No, man. You know, this is the real deal. You're here. a sorcerer, then. I am a sorcerer supreme. Actually, please get it right. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, friendoshop.com. Check that out. Uh, also. For channel members and patrons today at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be reviewing Extreme Championship Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, it's the first episode that was branded Extreme Championship Wrestling after Shane Douglas defiantly buried the NWA and uh, Paul Heyman took ECW to the extreme. We're going to talk about that and the process that led to that today on overrun. It's going to go up live for everybody in a couple weeks, but today starting today, the YouTube channel members and patrons of $5 and up get exclusive access to it. Um, so you can check that out. And then you also get to vote on what the next retro review is going to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you get access to bonus stuff on the Patreon. If you want the audio version of going in raw ad free, you can get that on the Patreon as well. So be sure to check that out as well. Yes, please. Yes, please. There's a question I was going to ask you. And now I don't remember what it is. Ah, hell. Sorry about that. Just one I was of those rambling. Days. I was rambling. Just one of those days. Uh, let's talk about impact wrestling on the road to no surrender. Where in the kickoff show, Jonathan Gresham is going to be taking on Speedball Mike Bailey. Try to make sense of that one. You know, it's Santino. He's in charge. Yeah, I guess at least in terms of kayfabe, that explains it. So you, you got what's most likely to be the best match on your entire show in the kickoff show. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Mike Bailey, at minimum, he can walk into arena with not working anything out with his opponent and get a four-star match. Yeah, absolutely. He's that good. Yeah. Same with Jonathan Gresham. Potential yeah. is there for a five-star bout here. Why is this not on the main card? I don't know. And maybe they're going to want the finish with Kenny King. He's proven that Mike Bailey is a homicidal maniac. But he seems content with that. And he, in fact, he that, stepped yeah. up to Josh Alexander on Impact last night. He seems oh, to have point. Who've, who've set his sights on the Impact title. And and he's leaving Mike Bailey behind. So He took, yeah, he took his loss and he's elevating himself using it. Yeah. Because, because what about losing the match is about the victory of proven that Mike Bailey is a homicidal maniac. Yeah, I guess point proven. But now he's a pre-show homicidal maniac. Um, so, yeah, what happened in this episode? We had a, 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 a digital media title match main event. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, all the Cardona stuff has been really fun. The Cardona, Joe Hendry stuff has been mm -hmm. really fun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Father yeah. James Mitchell returned. <laughs> Oh, the Hex. The Hex showed up. Yes. That was cool. I was happy to see the Hex. We're big fans of Allison K here at uh, yep. Going and Raw. We, yep. we raid her Twitch channel all the time. Sometimes she raids ours. Uh, so that's really cool to see them. They have a heck of a women's division there in Impact, both in, the, in the tag they title do. division and the singles uh, scene. So that was cool to see them. But yeah. uh, otherwise, yeah, not the most consequential. Well, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of uh, uh, fitting with no surrender it's, it's one of the the uh, impact insider shows oh yeah you like a dollar for it or five dollars for it something like yeah that? whatever it is five yeah. five dollars for it you know it's not one of their pay-per-view so it's you know it's it's akin to like a b-level wb pay-per-view and that's mm -hmm. not to say that the show's not gonna be fun it'll probably be a really fun show yeah Just from a storyline perspective it doesn't really feel like they're pushing a whole lot of stuff a little light yeah. a little light perhaps yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. 
Adidas. Uh, so I guess we'll just dive into it and, and sure. see what we pick up along sure. the way. Then we'll yeah, we can do that. So we'll talk uh, to Paul. Matt Cardona arrives at the venue, and so he stopped from entering the venue by a doorman. Yeah. And Cardona goes, what are you doing? I'm in the main event tonight, Matt Cardona. And and the doorman goes, oh, okay, sure, yeah, you can come in. You got your own private dressing room. So he goes through like this labyrinth of, of curtains that have been set up and I guess divided into dressing rooms maybe. Anyways, he eventually leads Cardona to an area that's got some champagne, some shrimp cocktail. It's a well-appointed uh, space. It's very nice. Um, and uh, and then the doorman says, well, let me know if, know if I can get you anything else, Mr. Hendry. And Cardona's like, what? I'm not Joe Hendry. I'm Matt Cardona. And then the, the mm-hmm. dude that led him there was like, oh, okay, this isn't your locker room. Then let me lead you to your locker room. And he leads him back through that labyrinth and to a storage closet. That's Matt yeah. Cardona's locker room. Um, sorry, this is kind of funny over on YouTube. I just hit the guy's comments, but the dude named Matt Buttsmell <laughs> said, said, it's a good, such a trolley comment. It says still better than AEW. <laughs> sorry. I don't want to, I don't, I don't mean to give a platform to somebody named Matt Buttsmell, but that was kind of, don't make me laugh. <laughs> it's just peak wrestling troll right there. Yeah, I know. Matt Buttsmell says impact still better than AEW. <laughs> You guys are too much sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, no, that that was funny. So Cardona's great, man. Cardona's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Myers uh, took on Dirty Dango. Um, so uh, Fandango recently signed a deal with Impact. Did you? Re- I did not actually see or read the actual interview, but wasn't there something about him wanting to be perceived as a more serious wrestler? Yeah, yeah Wanting yeah. to change his character a yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. He signed Impact a one-year really, deal, I think, with Impact, and yeah, he Impact to needs to get that particular memo because he's like half-assed, uh, half-assed uh, Fandango. He's like dancing, but not with the same kind of verve as he no, did as he no. had. Remember, before. remember his 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 hip thrusting used to be uh, highly energetic in WWE. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it was super. Yeah, it was yeah. borderline inappropriate. Yeah, um, yeah, you worried he's going to dislocate a hip or, or both of them doing his hip thrust back in the day. He's such a he's such just like just on appearance. He's such a good looking guy, yeah. and you can tell he's got such a wide range of what he can do. I really hope Impact figures that out. Like, I hope they figure out. Hey, this guy has a lot more to offer than just watered down Fandango. Yep. And and give him something meaty to work with, and being Santino's assistant, dude, that ain't gonna do it. No, if 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 Dirty Dango wants to go more into a serious route, uh, trying to be Santino's assistant is, is not gonna cut it. Yeah, no, it's not. No. Um, so, anyways, uh, and he ends up taking the uh, the loss here. Yeah. Myers crotches uh, Dango with uh, the apron skirt. Yeah, that was it's roster. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Hits roster cut on the floor, follows with another one in the ring to get the win. Yep. Uh, then we're backstage. Giselle. Oh, Shaw. and that was sorry. Sorry. Apologize. That was oh, yeah. for qualifier. to get entry into qualifier for a fatal four way at no surrender for number and one winner contender that, to the title. Number one contender. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Myers gets to challenge to be number one contender. Yes. Uh, then Giselle Shaw, uh, uh, Jai Vidal, they're backstage. Uh, looks like in catering or where the, the talent eat. And so uh, Giselle Shaw goes from table to table and messes with people food. Oh, shit. And just goes, oh, that's a shame. That's too bad. Yeah. And Deanna Prasso steps up to her and tells Shaw that, you know, she says, whatever you do, your business. But when you mention my best friend, Chelsea Green, you're making it my business. Um, if you want to be the Black Widow of, of Impact, that's fine. Uh, but if you want to destroy me, it's going to blow up in your face. And so while uh, Deanna's saying all this, Giselle reaches over and grabs a, a bowl of what appears to be chili. Yeah. That someone was eating. And she tries to dump it on Deanna. But when Giselle makes the oh, motion no. to dump it, Deanna pushes the bowl right into Giselle Shaw's face. Chili everywhere. Uh, Santino appears and says, Obvious, you two have an issue, and we're going to solve it at no surrender. I feel like at least four matches were made for uh, uh, no surrender during the show. Yeah, they're really sort of scrapping this together at the last minute. Apologies on the YouTube. You froze like for a little bit to that. But the the general idea is that a bunch of chili got poured on Giselle Shaw yes. thanks to Deanna Parazzo. Yes. Uh, it was, and then after that, we had a Trey Miguel interview, and he's asked about Crazy Steve's plans. Yeah. And he says, how am I supposed to know 
that what Crazy Steve's plan is if he has one. He says, his name is Crazy Steve. That itself is unsettling. I kind of like this version of Trey Miguel. He's pretty funny. Yeah. He says, uh, when I spray something, that means that I own it. But when I sprayed him, now that he thinks, now he thinks that he owns me. And I'm done with him. But then the lights go out and they come back up and his logo shows up on the monitor uh, between him and with and crazy Steve's laughter yeah. starts like like channeling through the thing. And Trey is going crazy. Yeah. Any other normal person be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. This is weird. Well, it's because but he's there like, was the logo. no, no, there was the logo. Of course, it was like Volt Green. And mm. as you hear the crazy Steve laughter, there's like red. So like blood mm. starts like seeping down over Trey Miguel's logo. Yeah, but it's still just a cheesy graphic. Yeah, I know. know. It's it's not but like it's, real blood pouring yeah. out of the TV. That'd be a little weird. That'd be awesome. See how that? But I'd be like, I'm in that here. Yeah. You know, but he's like, no, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, he was, it was pretty out. funny. Freaking yeah, out. It was pretty funny. Uh, then we had the good hands. That's John Schuyler and Jason Hotch mm-hmm. taking on Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James. Uh, before the match, uh, Skyler dropped the promo, says they call us the good hands like that's a backhanded compliment. The thing about the hand is that it's a useful appendage, unlike the skin tag you call Florida. <laughs> Ouch. He says, if this was my show, I'd make sure that we never came back here. So, Hotch, let's get this over quickly so we can leave this cesspool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this match ended in, in a, 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 a length of time that Skyler found appropriate, but... Uh, he, uh, he, 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 his team took the L here. So they did take the L. Yeah. I like that dude. I like this. Uh, <laughs> I like, is this leading to Mickey James, like uh dethroning Josh Alexander or something? Cause she's like mixing else. up with the dudes right now. That'd be something uh, else. yeah, that'd be kind of neat. But, uh, anyways, um, so, uh, Skyler, so Mickey hits Hotch with the Thez press off the top. Skyler breaks up that because she turns it into a pin. Mickey hits him with a kicky James. And then uh, Mickey hits Hotch with a DDT to get the win. And then as they're celebrating, she's up on the corner celebrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dreamer is just on the inside of the ring. Bully shows up, blasts Dreamer from behind. And then Mickey's like, what? What the heck? She steps up to Bully. And Bully's like goading her in. He's like, oh, yeah, come on. You're going to hit me. You're going to hit me. And then meanwhile, Masha gets up in the ring. And then she blasts uh, Mickey from behind, follows with the snow plow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we're backstage. Johnny Swinger, Zicky Dice, they are talking to Santino. And Swinger's talking about how Scott Demore promised him uh, a title match. Mm-hmm. And Santino says, okay, but you know the deal, he had to win 50 consecutive matches to get that shot. Mm-hmm. And then Dango steps in, and uh, he's what, the deputy director of authority or whatever it is? Yes. And he's got his clipboard, and he goes, I got this, boss. Your request, Swinger, is denied. And Santino again is like, well, you're not my assistant, but nonetheless, yes, Request denied. So they leave. And then Zicky is telling Johnny, you know, you only need one win, and that win will lead to another, and so on. You get the momentum, and then you can win 50 row, get your title shot. And he says, I know just the guy for you. Mm-hmm. And so he leaves and just leaves Swinger on his little cart. He's on his little WrestleMania cart. He's like, yeah. so what does the guy have to do to get a push around here? Yeah. It's pretty clever. It's pretty clever. Again, there's another guy that really should be doing more stuff as Zicky Dice. Yeah. He shouldn't be shouldn't be pushing swinger around, man. No. No. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a really nicely put together Rich Swan video mm-hmm. package. He talked about when his time as Impact Champion, it was the most important time of his life. And uh, and you know, he's he's got this match with Josh Alexander coming up in No Surrender. Should be a banger of a match, by that the way. That should be really good. That and should be really be good. A good one, man. Uh, after that, we had the debuting Steph Delanda. She was a Persia Parada. Yep. In NXT, uh, and she's a bad guy. She came out and had a pro- she had you know looking at everybody like they're gross or whatever as her way out. So we knew that she was bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets on the mic and says, "The entire knockouts division in the back is shaking their boots because I'm in here. I'm here now." She says, "I don't have to sell myself because all you losers can see it for yourself." She says, "Jordan's had quite the fall from grace." Uh. She went from knockouts champ to losing to the new girl in her first match. And then, uh, so she was prognosticated. She was trying to say that this this is going to happen. Yeah, you know, if she want to make that come true, she should have done this promo in the form of quatrain. <laughs> what, do you remember the actual? Uh, what's the? What's the? What is the meter or whatever it is? I don't know about the meter, but it... quatrain is four. It's four. It's, so I think it's four lines. It's four lines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try that? <laughs> no, that sounds hard. 
Department of the Weather, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not my fault this time. It's no. not your fault this time, no. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Steph Delander loses this. That, f- man, Grace's fucking Grace driver looks gnarly. Yeah. That shit looks so, that sh- every, there should be a whole compilation of Try Not to Look Away Challenge video. Eight minutes solid of just her, of her uh, Grace driver. One of them was in the one we watched yesterday on Smash Zone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, that shit is gnarly. She makes it look so effortless. Yeah. But then when you actually see what's happening, it's like, oh, my God, I hope these yeah, people no. are okay. I know. I know. Uh, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah, it, it always still boggles my mind that WWE released Steph Delander. She was on NXT TV a lot. Yeah. She's a good wrestler. Yeah. She's, yeah. A, she's a good promo. Like I, it, yeah. it really boggled my mind. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, you could speculate all, all day long why. I mean, I don't know. Back Johnny Ace was still there, I think. Mm. And so, like, who knows what fucking weird-ass reasons they had for what they were doing. You know, I don't want to try to get in their heads. No. <laughs> no. There's no no rhyme or reason to that shit, man. No, that's true. Um, they could release Keith Lee, for God's sake, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Couple yeah. Of mine, but it, Bray Wyatt was, like, one of their biggest merch sellers. They released him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's nuts, man. Uh then we're backstage. Matt Cardona, he's going off talking to some somebody that works there about being disrespected. He says, I'm changing in a broom closet while Joe Hendry gets his own dressing room. I'd rather change in the parking lot. And the guy he's talking to is like, All right, come with me then. I got some something for you. So he leads Cardona through a hallway, opens a door, and it's the parking lot. Cardona's like, What is this? And the mm-hmm. dude said, Well, you said you changed in the parking lot. Yeah. And then he closes the door behind. Uh, Matt Cardona. Cardona goes, I don't even have my stuff. And so the dude chucks out Cardona's luggage so he could change in the parking lot. I mean, to be fair, Impact has used parking garages before for offices, yeah. for, uh, you know, dressing room. scenes, yeah. dress- and, and I think dressing rooms yeah. before. Literally a sign on the door said locker room this way, and it pointed to the parking garage. A parking garage. Yeah. So this is not out of the norm for Impact Wrestling. I mean, the 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 good locker room that we just saw earlier in the episode was just like part of a ballroom off to the side. Yeah, they just partitioned with it curtains. with curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. Uh, after that, we had a Josh Alexander interview um, where he uh, he says, "Not too long ago, Rich was the guy in this company. I've had a historic run as champ." But it seems like once I knock one challenger down, another steps up. That's how it happens, Josh. That's, that's what it's like to be champion. Yeah. He says, Rich lost one match and hasn't had another chance since. Rich is my friend, and he's watched, and I've watched him bust his ass to get this opportunity. But at no surrender, he's my opponent. And then Kenny King steps in and says, you know, Josh, you've got everybody's name coming out of your mouth except for one, and I think I know why. Nepotism. He says, you're over here playing tickle butt with your homies and giving out out title shots. I really do love Kenny King. He's (laughs) great. Yeah, Kenny King's great. And giving out. We had that whole time with him in I Don't Know More where he never said a word. (laughs) Now finally he's on his own. I know. It's like we get great stuff like this. I know. He says, if that's how you want to pad your stats on your run, he says, but if you want a credible threat, there's only one name that should come out of your mouth, mine. And then Josh says, "Uh, you know, I beat Moose, Bully, they're not my friends, and maybe if you won a contenders match, maybe you'd get a shot. And Kenny says, Rich isn't a real threat. And then Rich is like, what? He shows up, and he's like, he mocks Kenny a little bit. Says, you need to earn a shot. Unless you want to get popped in the face, keep my name out of your mouth. And then uh, and then King mentions his name, and Rich pops him in the face. Yeah, and then challenges him to a match, and Kenny's like, mm-hmm. ah, no. 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 Yeah, yeah. Kenny King's great. Uh, then we got Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde. Versus the Death Dolls. Yeah, this was weird. This was a little weird. Last week, Taylor Wilde was the one who was like, hey, Killer Kelly. I know. What if we teamed up, go after the tag titles? Yeah. Right? So then the Death Dolls showed up, and they're like, yeah, you can go ahead. You have at it. And so that's what led to this match. But then what happened in the finish here? So in the finish here, so Kelly, uh, Killer Kelly escapes the road to Valhalla from Taya, and then looks to tag in Taylor Wilde. Yeah, and Taylor's sitting on the uh, or standing on the apron there, just like looking through her tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she pulls out the big red X card. Yeah, she pulls out the devil card, um, and then that all that leads to Taya hitting Killer Kelly with an assisted road to Valhalla with Rosemary. That was pretty cool. So they yeah, get well, the she, win. Well, you sort of skipped over. She the the card meant no. I'm not tagging in. You're screwed. I'm turning on you now. It was the devil card. Match. Yes. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry, so, I, not everybody might know exactly the implications of the devil card. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, it's not good, <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's not good. You don't want the devil card because yeah. your tag team partner is going to you know, flake on you. Um, so then that, that brings out Father James Mitchell. He tells Rosemary, it's been a while since uh, we've crossed paths, and says, Jessica, you remind me of somebody. He says, but anyways, Rosemary... Uh, I'm here because it's been a while since you paid proper respect to my boss, your father, and that makes my boss angry. If my boss is angry uh, and unhappy, everyone is unhappy. So I'm here to put a hex on you, Rosemary. And then we get Allison Kay and Marty Bell. They attack the Death Dolls and then drop Rosemary with their finish. Hex marks the spot. Yeah, that's a cool move too. Yeah, it's cool to see them in impact. I did not, I, I did not spoil this for myself, so I was happy to see that. Yeah. That was pretty cool afterwards. Ed Edwards, yeah. Yeah. Goes up to Ma Bali Shara and sing backstage. Says, find that checkbook, son. It's probably in the basement. Anyways, uh, Edwards says, uh, hey, I'm here as friend. I know you're both trying to qualify for the four-way. No, friend, huh? <laughs> no surrender. So, uh, you know, at that point, we might be across the ring. But tonight, you've got to deal with PCO. He says, and I know what kind of problem PCO can be. So how about you beat PCO for all of us? And then Singh says, Sherry, he's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to beat PCO. He says, but if you want him to do a little bit extra, it's going to cost you extra. And Edward says, yeah, whatever it takes. Go get that jar of coins in the attic, son. Nobody gets that. Nobody no, that's such an old that. reference. <laughs> Such an old reference. Uh, then we got Motor City Machine Guns backstage. They walk up to Kushida. And they're like, hey, look what we got. We got a bunch of tag titles here. Uh, Chris Bay. Sorry, Steve. Please. Chris Bay. Nobody's going to get that one either. Thank you. Ace Austin step in. They want to make sure <clears throat> that Time Machine there understands they're not the same team they were uh, with before they left to Japan mm-hmm. for the Junior Tag League. And they say, if it wasn't for the major players, we would be tag champs right now. But since then, we've beaten the major players, beaten you, Kushida. So challenge you to a six-man tag match and no surrender. And then Motor City Machine Guns are like, well, there's three of us and only two of you. And then they say, Kenta is going to be our partner. And that's very exciting. And Time Machine was very upset about that. Like, ah, not that guy, Kenta. Yeah, they should be upset about it. Kenta's great. I like that Chris Bay referred to Las Vegas as Las Vegas. (laughs) He's at Las Vegas. Um, that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then it was like, uh, what is that? The match is going to be next week, Kushida versus, uh, shit. It's not written down here. It's like it's like a first time ever, Kushida versus uh, Chris Bay. Yeah, it's Chris Bay. Oh, yeah, to build, to, build to that match. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's going to be a fucking good match. It'll be really good. But it sort of depends on where it lands in like the taping in terms of like, is the crowd going to appreciate it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How many matches they've had? individually mm-hmm. prior to that match yeah exactly yeah yeah uh and how many how much the the crowd has had to sit through so far exactly exactly yeah. uh then we got uh shira taking on pco despite uh ed edwards motivational speech uh shira did not get the job done here pco wins with a reverse ddt then a pco salt for the win yeah uh after that we had a matt cardona matt cardona interview and uh, he's like, I had to change in the parking lot ever since I crossed paths with Hendry. It's been a string of bad luck. Why even wait for the match? I'm going to go find him right now. Cardona walks in the dressing area, and Brian Myers is coming out of there, and he's got a shrimp cocktail with him. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I got everybody to drink with me to celebrate my win. And he's like, what are you doing, man? You're supposed to be my friend. Well, then a couple of people came out of the dressing room and started singing Joe Hendry's thing. That's right. And, and Myers Brian Myers the sang, sang along too, yeah. And he said, did you just do the clap? And he was like, it's a catchy song. What it, is do? Catchy. it is a very catchy song. It is a very catchy song. Then we got Kazarian uh, questioning Sammy Callahan backstage. Says, uh, hey, Sammy, you're a pillar of impact. I'm baffled why you joined the design. Say their name and they appear. The design show up. <laughs> I tells, believe in Diener. Uh, tells Kazarian, you got a question for Sammy. The answer needs to run through me. The question that I have to ask you, Frankie is uh, why do you have the sickness coursing through your veins? And Kazarian says, oh, I see what I'm against here. And then he challenges Khan. Khan. 
to a match at no surrender. Again, like the fourth match made for no, no surrender here. <laughs> yeah. What a random one, too. Kazarian versus Khan. Khan. And I like Callahan. It was just on his phone the whole time. It's yeah. not like he's like a zombified version of Callahan. He's just checked out and on his phone. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to have to explain myself to anybody. Certainly not you, Kazarian. I'm playing. What is it called? Quirtle? Wordle? Wordle, yeah. Wordle? I'm playing Wordle. Yeah. I'm looking at real estate. I'm on Zillow. Yeah, I'm on Redfin. The price of my house is going down because the market's shit right now. So I price my house going up or down. <laughs> the value of my house is going thumbs down. Then we got our main event, Joe Hendry versus Matt Cardona. Before uh, I believe in Joe Hendry. Before the match began, we got a Joe Hendry promo. He says, I just successfully defied my, defended my title against Dancing Moose tonight. I get defended against Matt Cardona, otherwise known as Edge's bitch, and then he does his whole thing of what you're looking at is mm-hmm. 250 some pounds of pure motivation. Yeah. Uh, I believe in Joe Hendry. Uh, the match begins. Um, fun bout. They gave it tons of time. Yeah. Um, down towards the finish, Brian Myers runs to ringside, slides the digital media title into the ring, so the ref picks it up and to get rid of it has his back turned to what's going on. So Myers gets mm-hmm. in the ring, tries to hit Hendry with the roster cut. Instead, Joe ducks it. Mm-hmm. Myers hits Cardona with it. Mm-hmm. Hendry throws Myers out of the ring and hits Cardona with standing ovation to get the win. Then Moose runs to the ring, mm-hmm. tries to spear Hendry. Mm-hmm. Hendry evades that. Cardona eats the spear. Oof, yeah. And so then uh, Hendry low bridges Moose out of the ring, grabs a mic, and says, in a way, this all worked out perfectly because uh, tonight's not really about me. It's about Matt Cardona, so let's play his new hit song. And then the Edge's bitch song plays on the Tron. And, and it's pretty clever stuff. Yeah. The the show closes with everybody's chanting Edge's bitch at Matt Cardona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cardona's great, man. He's awesome. I hope he does show up in uh, WWE at in, some point. Apparently the he Federation. lost the uh, he lost the trademark. He he was trying to go after the Zack Ryder trademark. He was saying, I, I read a little thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no attribution because I forget where I read it. But he had said that uh, you know all he wanted to do. Was like make a little Matt Cardona versus Zack Ryder toys, oh, like a two, fun. like a two pack. And uh, he's like, I don't want to wrestle as him. Uh, that era, that era is dead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'd love to see him as Matt Cardona back in the Federation, man. That'd be cool. Oh oh, he wanted to do a cinematic match. That's right. He wanted oh. to do a Matt Cardona versus Zack Ryder. That's what he said he wanted. That could have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been fun. Anyways, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do it. I'm here All on right. the Patreon. Uh, High Blaine's Drifter asks, what is the best Mania match for Gunther other than Lesnar to elevate him and the Intercontinental title? The be- I'm sorry, the best what match for Gunther? Match for Gunther to elevate him and the Intercontinental title other than against Lesnar. Oh, other than, okay. Um, dude, like anybody with any amount of prestige before that, like AJ Styles. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, that'd be a good one, yeah. If he, dude, if they, if he does like a triple threat at Mania with Sheamus and Drew, and he comes out on the, yeah, as the winner there, then that's yeah, huge. That'd, that'd be huge. Um, that'd be really good. Uh, Joey here. Two Dimes here asks uh, if WWE did movie spoof promos for WrestleMania like they did for Twenty One. Uh, what wrestlers would would you want to see in which movies? Okay. Um, I would like to see. Triple H should be in another period piece of some sort. All right. I'm trying to think of which one. Like, uh, Triple H is in this. You go back to Spartacus. Triple oh. H is instead of Braveheart, you'd, be, you'd do Spartacus. All right. All right. Which I'm sure they're the 18 to 49 demo would love. Yeah, everybody they, they'd knows, get that everybody remembers completely and totally, yeah. the 1959 epic. <laughs> they should do something with 2001. Oh, how about it's all Kubrick stuff? That'd be great. That would be good. Judgment Day as a Clockwork Orange, guys. That's good. Oh, that'd be good. That would be good. Yeah. I guess the question is, uh, who's going to be in the Eyes Wide Shut parody? Fidelio. Uh, Edge and Beth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I don't know. It's I, it's funny. There was a, a Saturday Night Live skit recently that was joking about how nobody really knows like 
about movies that come out now as opposed to like, you know, in 19, you could still list off movies that came out in 1989, you know, Batman, yeah, yeah, Harry yeah. Met Sally, yeah. Back yeah. to the Future 2. But these days, because of the nature of how entertainment is more, you know, segmented, mm-hmm. it's a lot less likely that somebody's going to become sort of, or a movie's going to be like iconic. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it's sort of more difficult, I think, now. Like, you'd have to go to, like, Marvel stuff, but I don't even know if Marvel would. Disney's not going to allow that shit. Yeah, probably not, unless Disney buys the company before now. Between I mean, now, I guess maybe. for spoof purposes, you could do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's a big movie from the past five years that isn't a franchise asking, movie? Asking the wrong person, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. They should do a Top Gun thing. Oh, that's good. Who'd be Maverick? Probably Austin Theory. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. There you go. Uh, oh, that's good. Tranquilo here in the uh, in the YouTube chat has Sami Zayn doing the Joker dance. Oh, coming down the steps. That's pretty good. That's that'd a good be good. One. That'd be good. Uh, Jack Napier, speaking of Joker, um, says between Moose and Josh Alexander, who do you think could go to WWE become a main event star? I mean, between the two of them, I think either of them probably could. Yeah. This is, I think, a little bit older than Josh Alexander. Yeah, I think so, too. But I, th- I think uh, Josh Alexander's done such a great job building up his brand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been nuts. He was part of a tag team, and look at him now. I know. I know. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, let's go back to the movie spoofs. Let's do let's do a, a spoof of The Irishman, Scorsese's Irishman, specifically oh, yeah, the yeah, court yeah. scene. Okay, yeah, that's good. So what? what Saul Ruka. So what move do you run from, and what move do you run towards? What move do you run from? I mean, you run from an F five because that's terrifying. Yeah, you run away from an F five. Um, you charge like a submission, probably. Maybe because yeah, like if good. you're charging a submission, so like who's got a good submission these days? A Hell's Gate, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. There you uh, go. Here's a question from YouTube channel uh, <coughs> member Nick. Nick Hook says, uh, what's your top five favorite wrestling tropes? Favorite so wrestling tropes? Favorite wrestling tropes. So my number or one of them, I'm not going to say one, two, three, four, but one of mine is the WrestleMania music video uh, build package. We were just talking about that. Yeah. We got a new count out going up tomorrow and yeah. it's a uh, best top 10 best mania uh, main event builds. Yeah. And uh, there was a terrific video package in one that isn't really like not a lot of people talk about it that much. There's one that's uh, obviously talked about a lot. Stone Cold Rock. Uh, my way. One. That one's talked about. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. But then there was another one we discovered that was like, holy shit. It, it, it's it's really awesome. Good. It's yeah. in my opinion, way better. So I'm going to say the WrestleMania music video promo build. That's thing. good. Yeah, that's good. You know what? I, I don't I'm sure there is stuff, but nothing really comes to mind. A good swerve. A good yeah. swerve. I like yeah. a good swerve. A good swerve's good, yeah. A good swerve. Um, I'll be honest with you. I like a lot of false finishes. I like a match. Oh, a match where it's so big, the participants do each other's finishers. Yes. Yes. I love that shit. Huge fan of that. Big fan of that. Uh, I like, here's an, I mean, you know, I'm just throwing out stuff that I like in wrestling. A theme song with lyrics. Mm. Impact all like almost all their theme songs have lyrics. It's great. A lot of them do. Well, uh, where, where they make sense, they do. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like Killer Kelly shouldn't have lyrics. No, no. Uh, Alex Foster, with that in mind, uh, asks if Joe Hendry made fun of you guys in a song. What wrestling theme would you want to be based on? Brood's theme. Oh yeah, can't get yeah. Not gonna get any better than that one. What a great yeah, theme a that one. is. Oh, it's a great theme. Absolutely. Steve wanted uh, to be uh, Limp Bizkit's rolling, I'm sure. I was literally about to say that. I was actually about to say that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, DJE, are we going to see JC and Gigi and Waller called up before or soon after Stand and Deliver? I think JC and Gigi are going to be there as single stars for a while. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That's the whole reason I would think they broke them up and had yeah. the segment with Bailey on uh, NXT this week. Yeah. Yeah, Waller is possible. I think Waller can get called up. Yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if Waller isn't brought up soon. Uh, Santiago says, do you see the downfall of Roman and the bloodline ending at Mania, or does it extend a few months uh, after with Jay beating Roman in the end? I think there's a much better case for Jay beating Roman than Sammy beating Roman. Yeah. 
But I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Jay just leaving the bloodline with Jimmy and sort of dismantling it. I think is probably good. Yeah, enough. and I think we'll at the least we'll probably see that at Mania if if Cody is booked to win that match. If Cody mm, wins, yeah. we're going to see the disintegration of the bloodline, and not to say that there won't be other aspects of the story that can be told afterwards. Mm-hmm. Jay versus Roman, perhaps. But yeah, if if Cody's going to end up winning at Mania, it's going to be. A situation where we see all the players in the bloodline and we see everybody have to kind of make the decision are we going to stick around and be in this thing even though we're just being manipulated and used by roman right. or are we going to put our foot down and, and and walk out yeah 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 uh any more questions on the patreon uh, i think we we touched on most of these okay right on well let's go ahead and bring uh paul in. he can do a uh, smackdown preview yes. for tonight all right here we go i'm gonna go do some paperwork now Hi, this is Jean-Paul Levesque, aka Terrorizing. I've been watching a lot of my old, my old matches lately. Yeah. How, how can I help you? Oh, it's Steve. Hi, how's it going? How's it going, Triple H? I was terrorizing. just saying that. Don't interrupt. I was just saying that to whoever randomly picked up the telephone dial. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You've been watching a lot of old WCW, then, huh? No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of starting to do retro reviews. I don't know how much time I've got left in WWE. The sale is on the horizon. They're just trying to clear, you know, the old man out of the way. Trying to, you know, the, right now we've got this idea that maybe we'll start up like a small promotion with like a bunch of fake cameras and he can go run that. Like it's like a whole fake thing for Vince to run. Interesting. He thinks he's still run. Don't interrupt. He's still running WWE, but he's not. He's not. We're going to call it WWE. Mm. Four W's and one E. That's what we're going to do to get Vince out of the way. He's blocking. Don't interrupt. He's blocking me, making my bag. Uh, Yeah. Is is the venue to be called the Capital Wrestling Center? uh, The Capital Capital Wrestling Center. There we go. Yeah. Uh, How are we coming along on the arsenic plan? Uh, That's that's your plan. That's not mine. I have anything to do with that. All you got to do is Google dark web arsenic uh, and then buy it. And then do it. And then I'll put it in a sandwich. Uh, 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 mm, that seems like a. But I've a, got plausible di- deniability because not when you've involved. been plotting here on the show publicly. No, you're gonna be my Patsy, Steve. Uh, nah, nah. What? Think about it. Just think about nah. it. Uh, what's What's going on today? I don't know. You're what? You're the one that's writing this back down, right? Not me. Oh shit! It's Friday. Oh yeah. god. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, God. Yeah, There's a couple no, things announced shit. on .com. There's Braun and Ricochet challenging the Usos for the SmackDown tag titles. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they won last week, so that yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Of Is Jay yeah. going to show up? Uh, well, that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. It's certainly something that's on the table. Uh, you know, right now, as you know, he's not answering the Bloodlines phone calls. He's sending it straight to voicemail. Yeah, with his little flip phone, uh, and so you know, I don't know. Maybe if he's gonna call anybody, or they're gonna call him, or he's gonna fax in something saying "fuck off." I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Uh, All right. Well, I, I guess there there's some drama there then, huh? Pushing that one, adding the tension. Uh, I guess so. Uh, also, here, fatal four way match determined who will challenge Intercontinental Champion uh, Gunther. So the participants are Madcap Boss. Is he winning? <laughs> Uh, Ray Mysterio. Nah, nah, he's going to do a thing with Dom. Carrion uh, Cross and then Santos Escobar. Wait, this is a fatal four way for what? I didn't approve this. To, ch- to take the on the number Gunther? one contender to the Intercontinental title, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Um, I'll just hold on. Let me flip a coin here. That doesn't make any sense. There's only two sides to a coin. Here, I'll flip two coins at the same time. What the t- if it lands heads, tail, it's going to be cross. If it's tail, tail, it's going to be Mysterio. If it's tails, heads, it's going to be uh, the other. Who's the third guy? Santos. Yeah, it's going to be Santos. Here, let me go ahead and flip them. Tails, heads. It's going to be cross. Ah, uh, oh, cross. Cross versus yeah. Gunther. That could be interesting. It's going to be a good match right there. Uh, yeah, that could be good. Cross is going to lose. Cross is going to lose because of Rey Mysterio. Uh that's possible. What if Ray finished business? What if Ray wins here and then and then he's he's going against Gunther and then Dom costs him the match? But Gunther is Dom. You can't do that. That'd be weird. We have to do some raw gate stuff. They're the same person. Have you not noticed well, that? Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta see. I gotta go talk to Walter. See if he can do one of those six one nines. Uh, well, you've seen him do it before. 
I know, it's great. That's why I cool. brought him into the company. Yeah. Just because he can do 619s? Yeah, because he looks like Dom. Uh, that was funny. I'll just pick up anybody on a whim. I'll be I'm I'm worse than my dad to be on. I'm worse than Vince. Wow. My whims are I'm just like, yeah, this person right here, yes, bring him in. This person over here, bring him in. Uh next next match. That's it. That's all that's announced so far. That's all that I gotta I got a lot you of work, got some to, work do. to do. Maybe. I got a lot of work to do. I gotta figure this out. But it is twelve thirty three Pacific, so it's time for my nap. Good three hour nap. I'll feel right. energized, then I'll take care of SmackDown from there. Sounds good. Probably a recipe for a crap show. Enjoy it. Goodbye. Goodbye, Triple H. He's already gone. How'd that go? It was fine. He he has a lot of work he's got to do here. Has he not booked the show yet? No, there's only two segments announced so far. But he still has to take a nap today. How do you know about his nap schedule? How do you not know about his nap schedule? I didn't know until he just told me. Why would I know about his nap schedule? You are out of the loop. I am not Triple H's keeper. You need to be plugged in a bit more because everybody knows about the nap schedule. 1233 to 333. It's very specific times. Pacific. Yeah. So anyways. Very specific. Does sound very good, a nap. Uh, it does sound really watch good. Some I'm out of the weather. Nap sounds good. I know, but it's not my fault this time. It's not your fault this time, I know. I can't extreme blame you this time. Championship. Yeah, I got to watch Wrestling. that too. Oh, I can't wait. You got to text me during that Shane Douglas promo. It's so long. Ugh. I'm not transcribing <laughs> that whole thing. The Alpha and the Omega. Oh my goodness. The beginning and the end. Uh, but you can't have one without the other. Uh, and by the way, here's Doink. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hanging out. I mean, hanging out the entire time. Uh, we'll end on this one here. Sean Lathrop with a super chat says, We haven't heard anything about the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Who should go in? One male, one female, one tag, and one oh. international. Dave Batista should go in finally. Officially. Give me what I want. Yeah, Dave should go in. One woman. Uh, 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 Victoria. Mm hmm. Good. Uh, tag one tag team. team. The Dudleys. Good. Are they in? They're not in, right? Uh, they might be in. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't care. It's the whole thing. Who cares? Uh, the, how about the Beverly's? The Beverly no. Brothers. No. Just for that finisher theirs. No. Not That's a happen. Hall of Fame finisher right yeah, there, nope. man. Throw a guy uh, up and then aim <laughs> him down and spike him on Right on the head. top of his head, yes. Oh. And then one, he says, Sean says, one international. Oh, it'll probably be a great Muda. Well, yeah, I'm not. I mean, into not that, that I want to see it, but yeah. Why are people overlooking the fact that he I said don't some... know why that's apparently just <laughs> flew completely under the radar? Oh, Derek Brightwell has it. Put the outrunners in there. Oh, yeah, there you go. We're the youngest men alive. All right, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>